When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. My talkers, we finally made it. It's Friday and we're hanging out with Lori and we have a special guest in studio. And I'm guessing you might know who it is. <laughs> it's Brittany Witch. I put the guest in guest. <laughs> that doesn't work. Brittany. Hello. It feels like uh, we're having um, Freaky Fridays. Wasn't this just a week ago on Friday and we were having all the snow? I threatened Julia. I said, give me your Fridays. I want them. (laughs) And we have a big day today. I know. We're giving away $1,000 at 530. So if you haven't found our host on a post, today it's Bradley. Mm -hmm. We've heard... We've heard rumblings from the people from the rumble underneath. No, but we've heard from the people that la- that it was too hard from me. Yeah, even from you, from you, from <laughs> Julia. So the clue today for finding Bradley, he's on a page that feels like home. Oh, because we don't want to frustrate people. Yeah. So just register, and if you you do it today, up until you know, I would say like I suppose, I don't know, get it in by five fifteen, but. You know, you'll be entered in a drawing. Just think of it as a free lottery ticket, as a chance to win a thousand dollars that costs you nothing. I want to find it. I haven't found one yet. Oh, but. you haven't? Yeah. So, um, so last week, a gal by the name of Patty Solom, we made her week, and we'll be doing that at five thirty today before we do our weekend picks, Brittany. So. I, I'm excited. I have fun because it feels like I get to give away $1,000 and I'm barely here. Yeah. I'm well, little to no work. I, I haven't been a host on a post yet. You haven't yet? No, I haven't. They Maybe they're they're saving saving me for next week, obviously. Obviously. The, the best for last. Yeah, the mm-hmm. best for last. But, um, yeah, you'll make a cute little elf. Yeah. Anyway, I just think it's, you know, it's a fun thing. That, it's so that fun. That's that. why I'm so mad. I'm so bad at it. And that you're not eligible. Uh, yeah, that's true too. That would make that makes me pretty irate. You are not eligible to win this contest, oh. and neither is my mutti. El, uh, out of state, a thousand bucks right now would be nice, wouldn't it? Some of those presents. Yeah, uh, one of the things. Okay, so this is spoiler alert. Okay. If you haven't seen season or excuse me, episode three of And Just Like That, yes, the Sex and the City. Okay. So that dropped on Thursday. So this is. Uh, Spoiler alert, we wondered why we saw Bridget Moynihan, who played Natasha Biggs' ex yeah. in Sex and the City. The one who chips her tooth when she catches Carrie in the house. Yes, yes. yes. And we wondered, why is she in here, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, Big dies in the end of the first episode. Yeah. And all, I mean, he's, he's, 
he's in a lot of trouble. You know, there's people coming, uh, you know, three different people have come out to accuse him of um, assault and rape. So he's like, uh, you know, he went from being like people were crying about him last week yeah. and then the funny Peloton ad. So that's happening. But um, we we're like, why is Bridget Moynihan in these things? And I thought maybe in the will reading, when Carrie goes to read the will, she would find out like that he'd left her their apartment or something. Something wild. You know, but he leaves her a million dollars. Okay. He leaves his ex-wife who he... Hasn't had any, they've had no relationship for 20 years, a million dollars. And of course, Carrie is, and I like, I'm like, okay, you know, let's see where this goes. What does she say? Is Carrie angry or? She is stunned. Yeah. She is absolutely, what else don't I know about him? And Miranda tries to make her feel better by saying, well, after taxes or Charlotte, it'll only be about, you know, $465,000. So it's really not that much. Do they say how much his whole, you know, like how much she has or net worth is like? No, it was kind of like, that was the big because like, focus. It, yeah, it'd be weird. Like, it, if they had two million dollars in a name and one million oh. went to her, or if they had ten million, you know, that's different. We don't really, we don't hear that. They, he's listing all these charities, yeah. and then this thing, and Brenda Vaccaro is, you know, this is her guess that, but she, she's quite stunned about it. And I thought, well, you know, that is, I, I thought that was, you know, a good would, twist. And there was some funny hijinks that went around yeah with that so the 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 gloom lifted but only a tiny little bit that's good i i I think we need we needed those kind of things because i think i could only do so many episodes of the morning and yeah and here's my beef i mean i don't know i mean i know it's michael patrick king and i mean he did you know he's been the head writer or whatever but I mean, they are acting like these 50-something women have one foot in the crypt. I know. And nobody's having sex and nobody's I, having fun. I'm sorry. They and I know s- Carrie's not having fun because now she's a widower, which a widow, which is an unexpected thing. Yeah. You know, there are young widows and you don't, your club is very small because usually you're a widow when you're, you know, an old, el- yeah. more towards elderly, like absolutely you know, seventy-five plus or something like that. No, you're right. They're I'll, I'll say the person they did dirtiest was Steve. Oh my gosh, the hearing, the he, and they, that they have no sex. Yeah, and then the, the they're letting their son, son have, have sex, the sex, which to girl. me is its own thing where I can't even stomach it. No, I I don't have kids, but I can't imagine. Listen, my dad oh. knew my boyfriend and I, senior year, were having sex in the house when he was home, but we were discreet about it. We snuck, we snuck down to the basement. <laughs> we would say hello to my dad and, you know, his girlfriend, or maybe he was married, I can't remember, and then we'd wander down to the basement, but we were discreet about it. Nobody talked about it. Yes. No one gave permission. Oh, that... That felt so... Weird. Un- yeah, it felt so weird. And, like, they're like, oh, our kid has sex, so we never have we're sex anymore. We're just gonna ice cream, and Steve can't hear. And, and he can't hear, and I was yeah. like, they... They make them because it doesn't, 50 isn't even that old. And why are they making no, them seem so old? I don't know. It's really making me mad. They better get to having a little bit more. Yeah, Carrie better. But Carrie is, you know, she seems the least old of them. Absolutely. But I'm she just saying, she, more- I, she, I'm not saying that in real life I would ever say this, but for the sake of the show, she better get back into that bed with somebody by the end of the oh, season. Oh, yeah, she's going to. She's going to. John Corbett, Aiden, yes, is coming back queen. in. And there's, 
there's been other guys, but we don't know if that was the fake scene. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm watching. I watched it right away on yeah. Thursday morning and and stuff like that. So, because I was just like, oh, I got to see it, you know. So, even though I've had some beef with it, and they did do, they gave Samantha another dirty dig this week. Yeah, they... They got to stop They got to stop. They don't understand that the, if we're mad about the Samantha thing, like I'm mad about the Samantha thing, I, that hurts me. I'm still watching, so don't worry. But I don't like it when they talk about her, like no. change up her character completely. Yeah, no, they have totally made her be like this person that that people. She, she was the be, richest out of all of them. All of them, and she was the ride or die for everybody. Ride or die for everybody, and for a long time, didn't even get paid by Carrie. That's right. She repped her for free. I know. So to act like all of a sudden she's this money hungry yeah. monster is like we're not having it. The no. Samanthas of the world are offended. All I right, know. listen. When we come back. Uh, it's our story we can't uh, get enough of. And we're going to talk about, actually, the real tea that Ben Affleck spilled in his interview with Howard Stern. Yes, I agree that, you know, his one long run-on sentence about Jennifer Garner, which was just such a stupid thing to say, hijacked the headlines. But he did give us a lot of amazing stuff. And we're going to go over that next my Talk 1071 host on our post is up and ready to go, you guys. And you can win $1,000. Just look for our host on a post on our website at mytalk1071.com, and you can win $1,000. Now, Jason and Alexis will announce which host is the elf you're looking for each morning at 6 a.m. And you guys just got to se- seek it out because it's $1,000 that you can win. And we will award one winner every Friday, $1,000 here during the Lori and Julia show. So keep looking for that host on a post. That's right. Today it's Bradley on a page that feels like home. Enter for your last chance for this week to be in the drawing. Yeah, we're con- we're doing it today. So go easy on me could be Ben Affleck's theme song, or as Sue called him, being a fleck uh, when he announced <laughs> the Golden Globe <laughs> nomination. But Ben Affleck went on Howard Stern and he talked and he talked and he talked for two hours. And I did listen to the whole interview, and it was really. Great, and I know all of the attention and our show included over the over what he said because he did blame Jennifer Garner for he was trapped and he drank because he didn't know how to get out of his marriage or however he said it he did say it and that wasn't clickbait but yeah the reason why entertainment outlets and media picked up on that is because. In a two-hour interview, which Ben Affleck has never been on Stern, he is a very reticent, um, he only really does interviews if he's got something that he's promoting. Yeah. Or up for, we, we never see him. The last time Ben, he got burned, he was on Entertainment Tonight making pancakes or something with, uh, you know, Jennifer Lopez, Entertainment Canada, Entertainment Tonight Canada. And it was just a gaggy, yeah. might have even been ABC. And He's then, not like, good at fluff. No, no. So with this Howard Stern thing, everybody, because he he shared the kind of gossip that's not easily put into a soundbite or easily digested. The yeah. one thing that he said that was easily digested was yeah. the full long run run on sentence where he blamed Jennifer Garner for his drinking because he felt trapped by being in a marriage to her. So his feelings were hurt and blah, blah, blah. But he did say a lot of incredibly um, rare yeah. things because, A, Howard Stern 
is an amazing interviewer. He, he's gotten so much better. I would have to yes, say, yeah. Yes. He's now, it seems like he leans towards more insightful questions people you don't hear people ask, and he gets and into conversation. And listen, let's face it, two hours interview in celebrity world, yeah. I mean, that's basically a week on the witness stand. I know, that's unheard of. Okay. Could you imagine? I mean, two hours, you, you don't get time like that. And so you go in deep. I mean, he goes in deep and he has conversations. Yes. And one of the highlights about it was, you know, when Ben and Howard are talking about Goodwill hunting and Robin Williams, and then Howard brings up something that he'd heard about Robin, and it was that Robin was deeply insecure for a while. And uh, Jim Carrey's rise, he was threatened by that. He felt about that. And Ben, which led Ben to remember a time when Entertainment Weekly put out an issue listing the greatest or comics of all time. And Robin was number one, but they put Jim on the cover, mm. which Robin Williams was so upset about. It's so. We've never heard that story never. before. Never. And so, we would never get that from I mean, anyone. Jim Carrey has addressed it. Yeah. He addressed that he felt bad about that. And. Um, but anyway, Ben and Howard's conversation was a bigger conversation about how insecure actors and people in the entertainment world really are at their core. And who brings that up? Who talks about that? I mean, he, Ben also admitted that he said, um, you know, I've, I've been on antidepressants for 25 years. I don't know why they get such a bad rap when they help so much. When have we ever heard an actor say that. of this yeah. profile say that? He also talked about uh, Howard asked him, "How do you deal with all the rejection?" And he said, "He said um, he said it never really leaves people. I don't think so. I'm thinking of Ben sitting around talking, you know, with like his buddy Matt Damon, who always shoots himself in the foot when he's doing interviews and stuff. But he told Howard." He said it's an insecurity that doesn't leave us, and he talked about um, how. Towards the beginning of his career, he was cast in a movie and they didn't fire him. They just paid him not to be in it. And Howard was like, well, he goes, what? And he goes, yeah. Ben told him, he goes, I'll never forgive the person who paid me not to be in his movie. And Howard said, name names. And Ben's like, I don't want them to know that they affected me this profoundly. Dang. Dang. And then, um, so like, I think all these actors kind of have these stories, but they usually only share them with each other. Yeah, I, you and just then, don't hear this kind of talk. Then, and then Howard asked him, "Are were you mad about what happened with Argo? Yeah. And if you remember the Argo Oscar run, I mean, that was just like, it was nominated for, say, that was a great movie. Totally. It was amazing. And amazing. And true story. And Affleck directed it and was in it. And, um, Howard asked him about the big snub. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Because the big snub was that um, he got nominated, the movie got nominated for Best Picture, but he didn't get Best Director, which is a snub. Yeah. Because how is it about, usually they... They go hand in hand. Kind of, but there are 10 picture nominees and not 10 directors. So there's always somebody gets snubbed. Yeah. And it's the most that Ben's ever spoken about. He said, I did everything they asked me to do, man, kissing babies, visiting with old people, people like I went out there and campaign and thirsted openly. Part of why you do it is because, yeah, I was the director and you got to do it. But part of it was I wanted it. How who it. admits that? Nobody admits that. Nobody in the Oscar run admits, you know, the the saying that because you're you're potentially leaving yourself up to and so then, much criticism when you're saying, I right. did this, I volunteered, right. I did that. And then Howard says to him, he says, Well, um, you know, that how hard was that for you, man, or something like that. And and he said, It was really hard because everyone kept telling me, not only are you going to get nominated for best director but you're going to win you had the best picture of the year so he 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 said i did assume i was going to get nominated so i got up at 5 a.m and of course he doesn't make the director's cut cut and he calls the studio and just says guys i'm done i'm not going to campaign anymore for the picture Uh, i'm no more hand kissing no more ass kissing i just don't give a bleep Again, who admits that? Nobody. Yeah. So he I mean, is, I would find that hard to admit if I really wanted something. Because he's like admitting I still need the validation. Yeah. That, that really hurt me. So he is a guy who gets his hurt, his feelings hurt easily. And you so know, when you, he went on Kimmel and said that his feelings were hurt, that everyone just picked up on that when he really gave so much other stuff. It, he's just misunderstanding in... The gossip and media world, which he should have some experience you in. You think? This, it's the digestible kind of stuff. The small one, this other stuff is like too kind of in-depth. It doesn't make for, you know, a good story. We, and then that way I can, you know, get get his first, his hurt feelings. But yeah. two hours of raw confession is what we got from Ben Affleck and in we, that interview. We talked about it a little bit, you and I, off air. And, um... You know, there's that aspect of accountability that, you know, you can quit drinking, but if you're not on the program, but there's a lot of accountability he's doing here. I mean, he said something that was stupid and that makes me go, I don't know if you're working a program. Yeah. If you can say that you blame anyone for your drinking. Right. But I can say that there is self-work going on there. If he can say, hey, I'm insecure and that bugged me and that hurt my feelings. So that's more than most. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, it is. If you get a chance to listen to it, it is. Pretty fascinating interview in in a way that we don't usually hear from actors. All right, Grant, what's anything fascinating on the roads today? Uh, Well, there's actually quite a few accidents out there. For you guys, ready for a little Donna Summer fun? We're working our triangles in here right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well we. 
We're going to need callers 2, 3, and 4 to 651 to win a pair of Donna Summer the Musical tickets opening night December 28th at 7.30 p.m. at the Ordway. So give us a call again at 651-641-1071. We'll take callers 2, 3, and 4. And just like all week, we've got a fun multiple choice question for you, and you could possibly score yourself some great tickets. Yeah, Grant, you've done a great job with these. Uh, Thank you. These, uh, multiple i like the contest it's fun yeah this trivia is is hard hitting yeah it's good and you've got good tricky answers Mm -hmm. yeah i think this will and i mean oh people are already calling because this prize is amazing we're literally giving away donna summer musical tickets and then later a thousand bucks i know why do i work here i I need to be listening to be listening and i am listening all the time i'm more of a listener than i am a a host so i think i should be eligible you should be but you're not okay but it is opening night december 28th and it's here for maybe six days so Mm -hmm. julia and i know are going we just have to figure out what night yeah what night we're gonna go but um so uh Grant is getting our callers all set up. And, of course, after our contest, you and I just might have to talk a little bit of um, Real Housewives. You know, Orange Mm -hmm. County aired this week and the Ultimate Girls trip happened. I've had a chance to reflect on the deliciousness of those seven episodes. Actually, it was really six. That last episode was a waste. That's what I told uh, Julia started it. Today, oh, that's she's her, love her big vacation. And I was like, actually, I'm jealous. That's what I want to do. do right. Um, and she she was like, this is actually good. I was like, we've been telling, telling you that. Yes, I know it. Okay, Grant, who do we got? So we have Michelle, Joelle, and Tanya on the phone. Okay. Michelle was our second caller. So Michelle, how you doing? You're going to get the first shot at winning these tickets, Michelle. I am? Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> I know. Too, Michelle. You should be. We haven't had caller number one win yet. Not yet, no. So we can you could break that trend today, mm-hmm. Michelle. Are you ready to go? Yep. All right. Let's hear the question now. In 1978, Donna Summers starred in the hit movie Thank God It's Friday. What was the name of Donna's character in the movie Thank God It's Friday? A. Janine, B. Nicole Sims, or C. Franny? Franny. Oh. No. It was not Franny. I'm sorry, Michelle. Dang it. Sorry, Michelle. Oh, Michelle. All righty. All righty. Thanks for, thanks for listening and not, uh, uh, I'm sorry you didn't guess it right. Michelle, I, who would know this? But this Michelle hard... and I are in the same boat. I so I get that. her. Yeah. Nobody right, Joelle else gets her. Next. Joelle, how you doing? Good. All right. Joelle was actually with us yesterday. She called in in time again today. She didn't win yesterday. Joelle, my goodness. What do you have? The speediest fingers in the metro? (laughs) She's on point with that. I was hoping that you might do it again today. Yeah, all right. Smart girl. All right, Joelle, let's, let's go here. In 1978, Donna Summer starred in the hit movie, Thank God It's Friday. What was the name of Donna's character in the movie, Thank God It's Friday? Was it Janine, Nicole Sims, or Franny? Oh, boy. Um, okay, I'm just going to take a guess. Uh, Nicole. Yes! Yay! That is it, Joelle! Nice job! Congratulations! Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Okay, tell us what Thank God It's Friday was even about. 
I think it was, I don't even know. I'm sure it was like some disco kind of movie from yes. back in those days. Yes, but, with a with a dance contest and jo- Jeff Goldblum yeah. was in it. He was the owner of the club, club. and oh. he was walking around and he would, uh, he basically, there was, a, there was, a, wasn't it where Donna Summer was trying to become a star and then they didn't believe her, but then she got on stage in this song right here and rocked it. I saw that movie when it came out and that's the last time. So I cannot possibly remember, but I'm sure I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, he wrote the synopsis at the bottom and it looks enthralling. It does. Well, Joelle, who are you going to bring to Donna Summer on December 28th at the Ordway? Oh my gosh. I know I'm going to have to think about this one because oh. I want somebody that would. Um, appreciate the music yes for yes sure. and so, yeah. be, so we can have fun too, yeah so. thank you so much yeah stay on the line with grant and then be sure and have drinks before or after over <laughs> at the saint paul hotel mm-hmm. at the oh, grill absolutely so fun and thanks for hanging out with us thank you all right merry christmas yeah same to you Okay, so let's just talk about real quick the winners and the losers of the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, which yes. is streaming on Peacock, mm-hmm. which you and I just were delighted with the very first episode. You mean the first, I think they posted with the first three and the, that first day, and I was oh, like... We watched all three that well, morning. I was like, mm-hmm. well, there goes my day. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to do laundry, but now, no. Um, it was amazing. And what was really fun, as we talked about this, is that the dynamics changed... When they took them out of their normal cast. It shed new light on the housewives yes. we followed for years, completely changing our understanding of what yeah. goes on behind the scenes. You know, and, and Kyle looks like kind of a manipulator on her normal season. Like we have that problem with her kind of being puppet master-esque. Mm-hmm. On this, she was just a cool girl. She was fun. She was fun. Her and Melissa Gorga were easily the cool girls, the fun girls. They were the entertaining ones. They made me laugh. <laughs> They talked about sex. They weren't, yeah. Yeah, I think the winners were definitely Kyle, Kenya, uh, Melissa Gorga, and for me, Teresa Judice. Yeah, I would say the one thing I noticed about Teresa is I think Melissa's changed the way she reacts to Teresa. And Luann was a winner. And Luann, yeah. was a winner. And Kenya I'm on the fence about because I do think Kenya kind of um, pushed away... Um, no, Cynthia. Cynthia I, right. was her own loser. She created. She was that a very mess. Debbie Downer. Very Debbie Downer. Um, Kenya it, was way more warmer and vulnerable than she's ever been portrayed on Atlanta. Yeah, agreed. It, I agree with that. I would have to agree with that. I would just say the one thing is like when she wanted, like she was sad about her, you know, um, divorce stuff. And she reached for other people before she reached for Cynthia. That was the one thing that I would take offense to if I was Cynthia. Uh, yes. But yes. I'd be right. Cynthia put herself in the corner and then kept herself in Debbie Downer world the whole time. She just sulked inside through that whole... Beautiful vacation. Yeah. And, and she can't take criticism to save her life. I think she was going through her contract renegotiation when they went off and filmed that in April. Yeah. For Atlanta. And then we decided... And then, decided no. midway through she wasn't going to do it. So that might have affected her. Yeah, uh, attitude. Uh, the biggest loser was Ramona. Oh, for sure. Yeah, she. I think. I mean, she proved she's the worst person on a Bravo show with this show. It's wild. I've been, like I said, I've been watching a lot of Real Housewives in New York from season one all the way up till now. It's. I know. I need a life. It's fine. I'll <laughs> deal with that later. But Ramona has always been terrible, and she has shaded everybody who's had a divorce. But and me- then when she went through a divorce, it was so public. 
She was a monster. Yeah, listen, all I am wondering then with her being the biggest loser of the Ultimate Girls Trip, ultimately her being on this show might be the push that Bravo needs to get rid of her. I don't know, because (laughs) sometimes, though, they keep the the ones that are controversial on, and for some reason Andy loves her. I, I don't even know why. He's always loved her. I mean, her cycle of being an a-hole and apologizing and being an a-hole and not learning anything is just, it's, it, the, the viewers are worn out with it. We, we've had it with her. And I mean, she reminds <sighs> us of people in our family we oh. can't get rid of because oh. they're family. And they, and they have no reason. You can't okay. even talk to them. Yeah. And she is that, I just feel like she was teetering yeah. on being fired from Roni. Yeah. And now with this wretched appearance. She can just go because her lack of self-awareness, it was painful to watch a woman who's 64 or 65 be that I am. clueless. Get I am. therapy, lady. It's, it's really mortifying. <laughs> I would have to say about Teresa is the one thing about Teresa is she still throws these digs over at Melissa. She's jealous. She's so jealous. She's and jealous I would Melissa. say the, the one thing that's changed, it's not Teresa, it's Melissa. Melissa has made her peace that she She's is not, not going to change You're not going to change her. She's going to try to enjoy her as is. And also she kind of stays away from her, she to does. be honest. She um, does because Mel- Teresa is, is thin-skinned. Yeah, and I think that that's like, I, I don't think, I think Teresa did well on this trip only because everyone avoided that conflict. But I think once this conflict comes up at all, it was, she would be the same Teresa. Yeah, but it was just kind of nice to see the softer side of her. Absolutely. And it was funny because I think she wanted, there was people that wanted to fix their persona on this. And Ramona. one of, yeah, well, and Teresa wanted to be known as, I'm not as dumb as everyone thinks right, I am. Right. I'm glad they got rid of that. Yeah, and it was like, okay, quit saying it. Uh, smart people don't have to tell everyone they're smart. Yeah. And then the other uh, loser I thought was, um, you know, and he was dragged into it is uh, Ramona. I mean, imagine, I mean, not Ramona, but that John guy. Imagine getting a little promo for your restaurant and yeah. Turks and Caicos and then ending up being a pawn in the housewives and then prompting the question that many a Harry Dubin before our have inspired, you're really going to fight over this guy? I know. He just came off like such I a know. man. I know. And when Luann was throwing herself at him to just make uh, uh, Ramona upset or Kenya was pushing for that, it was like, what are we doing? You guys, Luann, you're beautiful. Right. You're and- and, you know, um, Luann, you know, going back to her, because we have seen Luann, you know, um, she's like, that. we've seen her be selfish yeah. and superior. Often and, unlikable. And often unlikable. And she's really like, you. I feel like she has done a lot of work on herself. I do, too. And, you know, it's funny because, like, the first season she got sober, she was high on herself yeah. and how great she was because she had just started that cabaret. Yeah. And a lot of people who first go through sobriety can't stop talking about it, you know, and, and, and for better or worse, I know I did as well. Yeah, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's one of those things that's like, you want you just want to bring it up a lot because it's the biggest thing you're dealing with. Okay. And I think there was something that she hadn't dealt with her ego, and then she, you know, she dealt with going back and forth, and I think she's actually sober now, yes. I think, for a while. And you can tell she's got a calmness about her. She's hilarious. She's less obsessed with, like, the way she's perceived. I mean, she took she that, was like... fun. She was the best, the f- most fun one with the guy, the... Yeah. Um, the concierge guy. Mike, I mean, Michael. Michael. Michael, you know, they asked, someone asked that question. Have you heard what's going on with Michael, the concierge? Who's from the villa? married? Who's married? Yeah. And she just said, well, 
He's contacted me. Yeah, he slipped into my DMs already. He he was. She said from starting when she was on there. Yeah, yeah. I don't doubt that and, for a and, second. But I didn't get the sense that anything was happening because she's like, "What? Why am I going to get involved with a married man from Turks and Caicos?" There's plenty of married men in New York City, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Who don't work with their mothers? That's, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, right. but you don't want to be in the same house right. when your mom's cooking breakfast. Oh man! All right, listen. We come back, Kimmel and the kid. Mm. Hey everybody! Thanks for hanging out with us. So. Uh, We've had, there's been a lot of good couch this week, I, I gotta know. say. I mean, Penelope Cruz, Scarlett Johansson. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Some good couch. Time for Lori and Julia's. Last night was wonderful. Good couch. Mm. I mean, it's just a plethora because no one will be doing any live shows next week. So, yeah. you know. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I'm, we might be revisiting some of this good couch from this week because it has just been a lollapalooza. Yes, there's been so stars, many good interviews. So many good interviews, but Jimmy Kimmel... Um, you know, the, on um, the night before last, Ben Affleck was on with him, and that's where Ben, you know, put his foot in his mouth again as far as like getting out of his yeah. holy dug about uh, blaming his wife for his drinking. But he, he's, you know, he could get nominated for a best supporting actor nod for the Tender Bar, and he is promoting it. He's been, mm-hmm. I mean, he did the Howard Stern. Yeah. Entertainment Tonight, Access, he's been on, he's really been making the rounds, gave a Good Morning America, and the one thing, he's done a couple interviews, like with the entertainment outlets, where he's with the little boy who plays his nephew, so he plays this kid's uncle, Yeah, it's based on a book, Clooney directed it, and this boy is learns all of his life lessons, you know, kind of hanging out with his uncle in yeah. the bar that, you know, kind of growing up. And Ben Affleck has talked about how, you know, a lot of actors don't like acting with kids or animals because you can get upstaged. That's yeah, yeah, long yeah. been an actor adage. And some people won't ever, like, they don't like to eat being filmed. They'll have that in their contract. They will not eat on camera. Yeah. And so, but kids, but he has been so uh, effusive, I guess, about this boy who plays, you know, the kid that he's doing most of the acting with about just how charming he is. And so this kid was on Kimmel last night and I didn't, I didn't know this backstory. So I thought it was kind of cute. Here we go. Our next guest is a fifth grader from Brooklyn with a fondness for four-letter words. George Clooney saw him on our show and gave him a big part in his new movie with Ben Affleck. The Tender Bar opens in select theaters tomorrow and premieres on Amazon Prime Video January 7th. Please welcome Daniel Ranieri. Hey, Daniel. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. So, Daniel, uh, I just told a little bit about the story. And, um, this was, you know, this was like one year ago. Ex- pretty much exactly that we reached out to you. Yeah. We couldn't find you. We knew you were in Brooklyn. We knew your name was Daniel. And then somehow we figured out your mom's name was Danielle. And I, 
you know how many people we called? I'm pretty sure it was 180 Danielle R's in Brooklyn. That's so. exactly right. We called all the Danielle R's in Brooklyn <laughs> until we found you. And then, sure enough, one of our producers, Laura, who's an insane person, found you. <laughs> And here, and then you were on our show, and then the next, I mean, actually that night, I got an email from George Clooney saying, hey, can you give me that kid's information? I might want to put him in a movie. And then he put you in the movie. You're in the tender bar with Ben Affleck. And... How about that? Not so just cool. in the movie briefly, and not a minor character, you are really the main character in the movie, right? Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Was it fun for you? Of course. It was so fun filming with George and Ben. And George as a director was just, he was so great. He Is he the so best great. director you've ever worked with? I mean, this is my first movie. So okay, no, all right. Yeah, so yeah. yes, then. <laughs> How much did George pay you to be in this movie? A million dollars. No, I'm joking. <laughs> you know, um, Daniel, I do have a bone to pick with you because once you got the part, you were on the set, and I had... I'd asked your mom, I said I wanted to get you a gift to thank you for doing the show. And uh, your mom said, well, I, he wants a PS5, a PlayStation 5. And so they happened to be sold out. So I was trying to get you a PS5. And not only was that sold out, but you sold me out from the set. Take a look at this video. <laughs> so then you finally got your PlayStation? Yeah, but uh, Jimmy Kimmel me again and he didn't give me any games. What am I supposed to do with a PlayStation around a game? <laughs> What the f What the f So then, <laughs> I get this video. <laughs> and what happened the next day, Daniel? Next day? Yeah. I got... Laura sent me PlayStation gift cards. And I used them, and it was that's, that's right. And, and I never heard from you again. Oh, that's good. It's I, so I, cute. I know. I just say, uh, he's <laughs> really awesome. kind of a cute... Cute kid and just a like kind of has an elf like look to him. Yeah, kind very of, cute. Kind of cute and uh, you know I, I the tender bar. I mean it. I it looks like it's going to be a good movie. I but the reviews are just like so so on it. But I don't know. It feels like it has everything I would I like in a movie. I think I would like it too. Yeah, the seventies eighties thing. Ben Affleck playing like a character like his Goodwill Hunting if he grew up and ran a bar on Long Island. You're right. It's yeah. it's getting definitely mixed reviews. Mixed reviews. So I think it's one of those ones you got to see it for yourself. But I was enchanted by this kid, Daniel. He was just so funny. And then a little later in the interview, George Clooney zoomed in from Australia because he's down under filming a movie with Julia Roberts. Mm -hmm. And then Julia Roberts just made like a little cameo. Made a little cameo, but with these crooked, terrible glasses on. Yeah. And, it was the weirdest, like she was trying to look like maybe a spy or like they were trying to have it be funny. But yeah. I don't know. I She bugs me. I know. There's something about her that irks me. And then you hear that. D you know, you too? Yeah. And I think that's also then you hear she's not always very easy to work with. That's always been a big claim. And then. Yeah. And um, then she always is so um, protective, like yeah. always like I'm George Clooney's best female friend in Hollywood. This yeah. is always the vibe I get from her, even though like she's a great actress. Yeah. I you mean, know, I love her in movies and stuff. She's just like, but as a person, and then I can tell you on the red carpet. Okay. One, tell me what she was like on that. So at the SAG Awards, I can't remember what she was on the red carpet for what, what show it was. If it was a TV show 
or a movie. I can't remember, but I vividly remember the snub and what she was wearing. This mm-hmm. is what we remember. She was wearing a pink um, jumpsuit. Okay. Like with flared legs. Yeah. And um, she was one of the last people up the red carpet, but how she came up the red car- carpet and turned the corner to go into the door, she had like two people uh, walking on either side of her, like a publicist, mm-hmm. like all women. Yeah. And they kind of like protect, acted barricaded, like a, barricaded yeah. her so she wouldn't even have to acknowledge any of the people that were just, Julia, we just love a smile or, you yeah, know, wave yeah, yeah, or, yeah. you know, she was just like that. And like, to give you an example, Jennifer Garner, the like four or five times we saw her on the red carpet, she walked by herself, even when she was married to Ben Affleck. Yeah. And she always stopped and smiled for ever, anybody who asked. I'll tell you what, the one thing she's given us for sure is Aaron Brockovich. Oh, yeah. And I guess that's enough and, for me. And Wilson's, uh, how, whatever, how, Wilson's War. Oh, yeah, Charlie yeah, Wilson's yeah, yeah, War, yeah, that's yeah, a great movie. Yeah. yeah, she's given us. But anyway. Fine, so we'll, we'll ignore how she is annoying. We'll ignore her annoying behavior for her good movies. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome.